It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. And uh, we'll have the picks coming up later on on the uh, show, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun with uh, that. There are, again, several interesting games on the ledger for this week. Um, Again... The BWAC is is crazy already. Uh, I, I describe it as this league is just a, a series of landmines. Yeah, and the and you have to negotiate through them. And once again, I don't think a team's going to get through there unscathed. I mean, even the best team. I mean, we have Cross at number one, but boy, do they have some tough games coming up. And it starts this week with Armada. Uh, a couple of games in, in the MAC that our teams are going to need to win. And we have St. Clair Marine City, one of the bigger rivalries in the area. So we're we're, we're not at uh we don't at, we don't jeez I want to talk it's late. Good lord, we don't have a shortage of things to talk about. Holy hell, I can't believe you pay me to do words. <laughs> oh my god, that was that was bad. You're you're gonna want you're gonna want to hang in because this is what you're gonna get. <laughs> so stick around. <laughs> Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. 
For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And uh, we're back. It's going to be a fun uh, show today. I am going to make a bold prediction, uh, Brady. Uh, I'm going to say in the next five weeks of the high school football season. So in the next half of season. The Port Huron area schools are going to lose one game. And that's because they have to play each other and somebody has to lose. Let me look at this for a minute. So basically you're saying in Mac Blue play, these two teams are going to be 5-0 and and 4-1. and That's my assessment. Uh, but, and, and, and Yeah, I mean, the only team, I, to be honest with you, the only team I respect right now in the blue is Warren Mott. And if PH goes there and does the thing Friday, I don't think they're coming up to Memorial and getting Northern. But... I've been wrong before, but yeah, the Lons Cruz North has not instilled any confidence in me. Sterling Heights has not instilled any confidence in me, and Frazier, I mean, they're one and one, but they beat Troy Athens 14-6 to and lost to Warren Woods Tower. Maybe Tower's better than we're giving credit, or at least I'm giving credit for, but you know what, Dennis? I don't think that's as bold of a prediction as, as it, it sounds on paper. Yeah, I mean, well, let's look at. It. I I think they they both win this week. I think PH is going to go down and take care of. Mott. I I think Mott is the most dangerous team that's not from Port Huron in the blue. But I'm just and, and I know I'm probably not giving Fitz and Gross Point North enough credit. And that's Mott's two wins. But unless the Fitz game was thirty to nothing and they got a couple of late scores to make it thirty to sixteen, it wasn't what I was expecting in week right. one, and seventeen to fourteen in week two wasn't what I was expecting. Yes, Mott is dangerous, but I I just think uh, this week PH is going to have more than those other two teams did, and and they're going to be a problem. Frazier, uh, again, Tower's probably better than I'm giving them credit for, but th- that just looks like a bad loss to me. Um, Lance Cruz North is struggling to score. They only have nine points in two games this year. Uh, and, and again, I don't know how good Troy is, but they didn't score on him. And, you know, Cousineau is better than Cousineau of the past few years. But twenty nine to nine, they got smoked there. I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know where the opposition is coming from, other than from each other. Well, with PH, do you think it helps a lot that they got to get their guys out early last week? That after a, a, a brutal two days against Anchor Bay of you know playing physical football, that they got to basically only. Keep their guys out there for a quarter and a half. 
I don't think it hurts them. I don't think it hurts them. I mean, I mean they got what they needed. Gavin Troy scored four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't need them in the second half, offensively or defensively. Yeah, you, you know, and and so and and here's the thing. I'm I'm not going to use the word best, but I'm going to use the word dynamic. And PH probably has the two most dynamic players in the blue with maybe Amir Moreland could But could with stand the one two combo class. you can't really sit on one or the other. And That's I think the that thing. what helps what elevates them in in their uh in their offense is that they can find ways to make it so dynamic and it hit home runs at any time because I saw it against East Point, and no, East Point's not world beaters. But Gavin Troy got a step, and he took a mile. And that's what you can't let happen. And guess what? If they key in on Gavin, I wouldn't be surprised if we're coming back and we're like, oh, Amari had four touchdowns, three on the ground, one through the air. And, oh, Gavin only had 70 yards, but that's because they took him away. So it was Amari's turn to cook. Yeah, Gavin only had 70 rushing, but he also had another – 50 or 60 <laughs> catching the ball. I mean, that's 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 a problem for teams. And Northern again, their defense is just going to be too good for teams in the blue and I think their offense is going to get better every week. Does Lance Cruz North match their season total in points in this game when they take on Northern? For reference, it's 9. Yeah. They got shut out in week 1 and scored 9 in week 2. Does Lance Cruz North get to double digits against Port Huron Northern? Probably not. So can Port Huron Northern get three field goals or one touchdown in a field goal? Yeah, well, I mean, you know. If the answer is yes, then Northern's winning this game. But even if, let's say, Lance Cruz North scores 14 points, that's not going to be enough at Memorial Stadium. The Huskies are going to score more than 14 points in this game. Yeah, yeah. and I just think Northern is going to suffocate them. It, I actually wouldn't be surprised if this were a low-scoring game. Right. I was just going to say it might be one of those games where, depending on how you look at it, might be frustratingly close. Like I think it was a couple years ago where Northern would win games, like when they beat East Point eight to six or beat Lakeshore seven to nothing. Um or Frazier 22-15. Like those games where you know they're a lot better than, and sometimes the score didn't indicate how much better than they were. Like I think that Lakeshore game, there was no chance Lakeshore was going to score. Like it was one of those where they needed an act of God for them to score. Yeah. Um, But it I, might I be. I can see like 21-3 to or 24-8, to something right. like that. I can also see the Huskies just blowing them out. What I can't see is them losing this game. Exactly. I, I think that both the – well, I'm pretty sure Northern's going to win. I would not put a tattooed stamp that PH is going to go down to Mott and get the win just because Mott's a tough place to go, i.e. last year with Northern for a chance to clinch an outright title. They lost down there. And could PH slip up, long bus ride, first week of school for them, maybe – all of it doesn't add up to a winning formula. Yeah, but I still am confident in, in the Red Hawks. And with Port here on Northern, I just think that they are going to impose their will, especially defensively on Lance Cruz North. Yeah, I, I feel good about both teams uh, this week. I, I, I really do. I, I, 
I, I think the Red Hawks are going to go to Mott and, and get a win. I, you know, I don't know what the score is going to be. Uh, I'm not going to say they're going to go down there and just stomp on Mott, but I think they're going to go down there and they're going to get a win. All right. Do you feel good about Marysville, go, we believe, going to South Lake? I, they could play this game in a parking lot. I've got to believe that Marysville is better than South Lake. Well, and, and people might be looking at us weird because last South Lake's made the playoffs the last three years. And even in the COVID year when they made the playoffs, they were still a winning team, so they would have made it had it been a normal season. They lost 56-6 to to Lutheran North in Week 1, and they only beat Madison 27-12. I know it's down there, but I do think this is a big game for Marysville. I think this is to prove, all right, yes, everyone knows Hazel Park's pretty bad. But now we can beat a team that, has beat someone else, a team that's scored on someone else, and a team that is, is decent. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't say Marysville's going to go down and win 50 to nothing or anything like that, but, but I do feel like the Vikings can go to Southlake and win the football game. Um, and, and I think they can win the football game by 10 points or more. And they need this one because Lampfear and Marine City are the next two. And you're going to have to go to Lampfear. Be a well-traveled group with Marysville. And then hopefully that Marine City game's finally a home game for you in week five. But I want to see Marysville really prove that week one wasn't an anomaly. That, hey, maybe either A, Almont might be a really good team and might be a contender for the BWAC title. And B, that Marysville just played their worst game, and it's a it's going to be like a PH situation where we get seven weeks into the year and we go, huh, week one was weird, right? Yep. Like, that's what I'm hoping Marysville can prove because the Hazel Park game was what they needed to do, and they did it. So that was step one. Step two is beating the South Lake team, and then, honestly, step three, you got to at least split Lamp Fear and Marine City, but you have to get step two done first because remember they went down there last year and they lost a close one to the Cavaliers well and it could have cost them a home playoff game in all likelihood here's here's the thing for me I, I I look at this this is a must game for Marysville because Lamphere and Marine City are the next two mm-hmm. and while yes they could win one they could win both they beat Lamphere last year they whacked Lamphere pretty good last year. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was probably the best game they played uh, last season uh, in the nine weeks of the regular season. But you, you you have to look at that and go, mm, that might. There's a chance that that might be two losses, and and that puts you in a tough spot if you haven't won the South Lake game. And because now you're looking you? at one and four. Two and three is a lot better than one and four because you can come out of two and three. And Clintondale, St. Clair, Lincoln can get you enough wins maybe to make the playoffs. Well, and if you beat South Lake, doesn't it make those games a little e- a little easier, a little less daunting with a little bit of confidence? Yeah. That after getting smacked around by Almont, beating Hazel Park and South Lake, and you're starting to believe in that locker room. Okay, we are a good football team. We can, you know, shake off that week one. Let's go to work. I, the Southlake game is sneaky, kind of an important one for Marysville, especially with it being switched down to Southlake. If it was out Marysville, I'd feel really good yeah. about the Vikings. Go down to Southlake, and you know what? Let's see what was what's closer to the real Marysville. 
thirty losing thirty nine to nothing or winning forty two to nothing. Yeah, uh, I I just uh, I want to still believe that this Marysville team is pretty good. I I know there's talent there, um, and and like you say. Go to Southlake, get a win, and get a little swagger going. Mm-hmm. Get a little swagger going, uh, and and get some confidence that hey, all right, Lanfear's not not that tough. We beat them last year. Hey, we're we're about due for a break against Marine City, and, and to do something good, you know. So, attitude. We've talked about it. Attitude is, is a lot, and when you're confident, um, it can help you a lot. But that confidence didn't start last week with Hazel Park. It starts this week by beating Southlake. All right. St. Clair Marine City. A one of the bigger rivalry games we have in the area. I mean, one of the few in district rivalries. It's this in Northern and High. It's a game where there's no love loss. St. Clair people don't like Marine City. Marine City people don't like St. Clair. Not a lot of bones about it. It's a game that Marine City has traditionally dominated since 1950. They are 46-21-4, and and a lot of those 21 losses came a long time ago. Haven't been a lot of wins in the last 30, 40 years for the Saints. And they need to find a way to figure it out offensively because even if their defense plays really well, Dennis, would you say it's fair to say St. Clair's defense has a really good game, an A-grade game, and they give up 20 points. Would you say that's a fair statement? That a really good game from St. Clair is Marine City having 20 on the scoreboard? Yeah, in that range. Like 20 to 24. Yeah. Somewhere in there, they give up three touchdowns in four quarters. That's something that Marine City usually surpasses and usually does it in the first half, all right? Now, where I'm going with this St. Clair has to find a way to put up 20 to 24 points. Last week, they scored 22 against Lincoln. They've only gotten past 20 points three times in the last year and two games. And if you take out bronze teams, it's happened zero times. Yeah, and they're probably tired about hearing this, but it's it's the truth. Uh, you know, uh, against Richmond, giving up 24 points against the Blue Devils, you had a chance, but they could only score six. And For all intents and purposes, they got a shutout last week against Lincoln. But you you take the defense how, pitched a shutout. You, you, you take the the number of points that they've scored last season and this season, and fifty of them have come against Lincoln. There you go. And I think they have less than fifty against everybody else. Um, I might be wrong about it's that. A, it's but. a little more, but it's it's close to being the truth. Um, but St. Clair needs to unload the clip. They need to let everything fly, forget about the rest of the Max Silver. This is your rival. This is a game that if you win this, if you're St. Clair, and let's say they beat Marine City and then fall off a cliff and go 3-6, and six, some people will remember this year somewhat fondly because they knocked off Marine City. Have to unload it. Anything you've been saving through the first two weeks, anything you've been... You know, not sure how fancy or how extravagant we want to get. Forget it. Guardrails off. Bumpers gone. Training wheels off. Got to let it fly because this Marine City team will score. They will score a lot. They have athletes. They have speed. And I'm going to trust their defense to scheme up a pretty good idea of what St. Clair is going to do. Well, I mean, and right now, what is St. Clair going to 
to do? What What is their identity offensively? Look, you, you can say, well, Marine City gave up 40 points, and we, they were playing Armada. Armada and St. Clair, not comparable right now. And Armada. The, the offenses. Played, I mean, they fumbled inside the 10 against Yale and still put up 28 points and felt like they left a lot of meat on that bone. Yeah. That's with a lot of things going wrong, they put up 28 the next week. So that Armada offense is pretty good. We'll talk about that in the next segment because they have a big game. And Marine City scored 20 on a tough Armada defense, and obviously they had 62 points last week, and I know Clawson's not very good, but. They're still they're coming into week three, averaging about forty points a game. Uh, I think the Saints can hold them under that, but I I don't know if the Saints can score enough to win this game. Dennis, do you have any idea the last time Marine City was held to under twenty points in a regular season game? It's probably been a long time. Didn't they have a no? No, actually, they scored twenty against Notre Dame Prep, didn't they? They beat Notre Dame Prep. Yeah, they lost to Durand. Um, but if I let me just double check that. Yep, they scored 21 against Notre Dame Prep. You have to go back to September 20 or September 14th, 2018, when they lost a 21 to 15 decision to Madison. And Madison was good back then. I believe that was the year Madison played for a state title. Before that, you have to go back to the 7 to 2 game against Algonac in 2016. Yeah. Point so. being, Marine City puts up a lot of points. Even if they're quote-unquote down, and for Marine City, what's down? Seven wins? That <laughs> they, seriously. It's the truth. That they're going to put up points, and when they usually when they lose, it's in a shootout. Or they just can't quite keep up that the other team will score three drives and they'll only score two or Marine City has a big turnover in the like in the Armada game that's a scoop and score and now they're playing catch up the whole game realistically St. Clair has to get minimum three touchdowns to win this game minimum and that's again assuming the defense plays lights out it's going to be very tough for St. Clair to do that because Marine City won if they have to they'll hold on to the ball and they'll win the time of possession battle and two yeah, I don't know if they're going to hold them up under 30 points, let alone 20. Well, and the other thing that we really haven't talked about is you can play great defensively, but the Mariners are a team that can score on one play. And that's and where only, having – And if you make a mistake, you you could work really hard and do have a really good game plan and play really good defensively, but you made a couple of mistakes and they ended up in the end zone. And there's a bunch of defensive coordinators around the area nodding their heads saying absolutely because as an offense, you can hit four home run plays and you put up 28 points and it's, hey, great game, guys, but you could have four explosive plays that made up all your yards. Defensively, if let's say Marine City has 70 snaps, you are lights out for 60 of those snaps. You can give up 40-some points if you're not lights out for those other 10, and you give up big plays. So, one, for St. Clair, it's going to be limit the explosive plays, not just in quantity but in quality. And what I mean by that is, hey, they break one for a gain uh, to the outside, they have room, hold it to a gain of 15 instead of a gain of 40. Keep it manageable. Keep Give your defense another play. And they're going to have to get turnover luck. Hey, 
Maybe you can find some of the, the pixie dust that Armada had and get some bad snaps and give you some free field position. You four six turnovers last week. That was one of the biggest positives we took away from St. Clair. But for Marine City, they were mad and they figured it out against Clawson and we all figured they would. But, yeah, it's – I think Marine City is uh, going to have – going to be the favorite going into this game by a fair bit try to figure this out okay we'll talk about the BWAC next um nope. and and Pass. The, and the scenarios and the uh, and right, i'm start, not i'm I'll not st- saying it's going to happen brady but but i talked about this briefly uh, earlier in the uh the week that let's just say Armada beats Crosslex, North Branch beats Yale, and Elmont does their thing. Then next week, Elmont and North Branch would be playing for sole possession of first place. Well, I'm going to call your scenario, and I'm going to raise you one more, (laughs) and I'm going to tell you about it next. All right, we'll do that in a moment. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, Eye Comfort and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. 
This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Um, lots of scenarios, possibilities, fun. The, there's still confusion surrounding some of the BWAC uh, teams, but uh, what's going on right now? Fun is the word I was that, say, that, where, that where I'm going to use. Start? Like, fun is the word. There are a myriad of places we could start with. And, I mean, you, you talked about one scenario. Do you want me to give you my scenario now? Yeah, go, or, go ahead and tell me so what, what you what were talking about. Crazy little a, mind. a big rivalry game next week could be for the lone undefeated team in the BWAC. If the cards fall right, it could be it could be Almont and North Branch, both at 2-0 in BWAC play, and both looking to usurp the other and be the sole possession of first place midway through the season. But how about a different rivalry game, Dennis, that I can offer you could also be two undefeated teams playing for a BWAC title. If Yale beats North Branch and Croslex beats Armada, that means Croslex has to get through Algonac to be undefeated, and Yale would have to get through Richmond. Both games I think those teams would be favored in, especially if they win this week. For on September 22nd, to have a Yale Croslex game, a pair of 4 0 teams playing for first place in the BWAC. And that would be a lot of fun for us because we could hype the snot out of that. Do you one. know what other games are on September 22nd? Uh, Armada plays it's, Elmont, I know it, that. And it's rivalry week because Port Huron High plays Port Huron Northern and Marysville plays Marine City. So we're going to have to find a cloning device if it works out how I think it's going to work out. But anyway, this week, Dennis, do you want to start with Yale since I brought them up? They're the, they're the new hotness in town after beating Armada. Uh, well, here, here's where, where we start trying to sort this out. Is Yale one of the top teams in the BWAC or are they just a nice story? Well, for right now, I have to err on. They're one of the top teams in the BWAC because I believe in Armada, and I think they did enough to prove that while they got some luck on their side, you need some luck to win big games sometimes, and that they put themselves in position for luck to matter. That's the thing, Dennis. There are plenty of games where we'll see a snap go over someone's head or a fumble inside the 10, but it doesn't matter because it's a 20-point game. Yale did some things to make those things matter, and for now, I'm going to give Yale their flowers and say yes. Until they lose a game to a team or they get blown out by a top team, they deserve to be in conversation for one of the top teams in the BWAC. I want them to move this game to Saturday. 
just so you can go do it? Well, I want to see North Branch play, and I want to see them play against somebody who I feel is is good. Right. Uh, and and see, do the, do they win? You do call, they get blown out? Are they competitive? What goes on? You want me to try to call Chase out at Yale and see if we <laughs> can get it moved? <laughs> I move it to Saturday so, night. Hey, yeah, for I, last I can do time Mooney we came in the out. afternoon, and then we can go out and, and do a Saturday night game, Yale North Branch. Uh, they're not going to do that for us, but that that's okay. You got to use you got to throw your weight around, but that no, that's a very interesting one because all right, let's just say we come back. Let's play make believe right now and say we're back here Friday night and Yale won this game 35 to 30. And are we sitting here going, ooh, North Branch is good. They're competing with Yale. Or are we sitting here saying, oh, Yale only beat North Branch by five. Last week was an aberration. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like that, like I'm like just, no, this year, more than any other year, North Branch is like the black hole, and I just don't know what's in there. And the, the next two weeks, they're at Yale, and then they get Elmont at home. I'd like to hope after four weeks, I know what's in there, but they'll probably split those damn games, and I won't know what's in there still. <laughs> or what if? We come back and Yale has won this game by 30 points. Then I'll know that Yale is pretty solid and I'll believe that North Branch is a little down. I just want you to prepare your mind for us coming back and this being a one-score game or a 10-point game where it could have gone either way. And I just don't think that gives you the answers you're looking for unless you have eyes on I don't think anything gives me an answer that I'm looking for. I think you'll get it. What if North Branch wins – 60 to nothing. Then what am I supposed to think? <laughs> Are they the best team in the BWAC and they're going to steamroll everybody? If they do that, then I'm going to be a big Ada Hills Force Eastern fan yeah, because I mean, then they did something impressive. But I, I don't know what to make of this, and 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 I still don't. And, uh, yeah, and then, and then we're going to do – I still don't know who's going to win the Almont Crosslex game, and in a few minutes, I got to make that Armada pick. Armada Crosslex. Armada. Well, cross-lex. let's take a, a quick pit stop with Almont. They play Emily City. Uh, I think this is a game that Almont should win fairly convincingly, unless Emily City can bounce back. But from what Joe had told us, there's not a lot of size with Emily City, and Almont has some pretty nice size to them. Almont just has weapons. They have home run hitters, and they haven't given up a point yet this year. They're, they're, I, I don't care who they've played. There's something to be said about in two games, you've scored 88 and your opponents have scored zero. Yeah. I mean, at least with both of the teams in their other games scored over 40. Granted, they were both against Hazel Park. but Or no, yeah. they were, or, or Algonac, Algonac beat Bassett. Did it against Bassett. But they, yeah, Algonac scored 29 in their I first thinking, game. I was looking at Emily City. Um, and Marysville bounced back after losing and scored 42 the next week. Yeah, but I think Almont, I just have a good feeling about this team. They passed the eye test for me. And I've had teams that passed the eye test before not pass the on-the-field test against a good team. But at least right now, I'm high on these Raiders. I think they can do something special. The only problem is, Dennis, we have to wait. But we're going to get it. Bang, 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 bang. North Branch, Armada, Crosslex, Richmond, Yale. The last five games of BWAC play, we're going to know really quickly 
what these Almont team is. So uh, Richmond and Algonac play each other, so somebody's going to get their first league win here. Yep. And that would be five teams in the the uh, the league with at least one win in league play. And if Armada wins this week, six teams, two two weeks into league play, six of the eight teams will have a win. That's bunched up at the top. It is. Uh, I like what Algonac tries to do. I can see the the plan. I can see the blueprint. One, they need to get healthy. Um, not having Cole Thaler at quarterback change some things up, especially when you don't have a ton of depth. Yeah. But I can see what Algonac wants to become. Like I can see the the shell, I guess, or the what they, they want to grow into. I just don't think it's going to happen this week or even maybe this year. Um, but I like what they want to do. I think if they can get comfortable in this system and get a few different guys to work with, that Algonac could be just a bear of a team to play against. But Richmond has a chance the next month to really make a statement in the BWAC and really set themselves up for the playoffs. Algonac this week. You're going to play Yale next week. You're going to be the underdog. Unless something happens against North Branch, we are just not expecting. Emily City is a game you should win. And then we'll know what to think about the North Branch game by September 29th. But, Dennis, is it unfair for me to want Richmond to go 3-1 and one in those games? No, I don't think it's unfair at all. And uh, Richmond, that puts you at 4-2 and two going into Almont, Armada, Clintondale. And I haven't done the goose poop uh, playoff wizard to see if 5-4 and four would get them in with that. But it at least puts you in a spot to have a winning season. Haven't done that since 2019. And it puts you in a spot that, hey, maybe we just need to shock one of Almont or Armada, and then we should be able to beat Clintondale, and boom, 6-3, and three, now you're talking about postseason football. Now, what, what I can say about Richmond is I, I think they've, they're pretty solid defensively. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to see a little more from their offense. But their defense should keep them competitive. Um, I'm, I'm expecting them – They've got to go out this week against Algonac and and score some points. Well, and I think we'll know more about or what to think about Richmond depending on what happens in this Croslex-Armada game. If Croslex goes to Armada and puts up 40 points, then you're going, okay, this Richmond defense might have a lot of to it, a lot more than we think because, I mean, Dennis, let's be honest, for all intents and purposes, it was a 21-10 football game, right, That when they played Crosslack, Richmond yep. played Crosslax. Hold that offense to three scores. You're going to give yourself a chance. But Armada Crosslax is going to be a lot of fun. Why? Because there's laundry list of reasons why Armada will win. Then there's scroll of reasons why Crosslax will win, and you have to figure out which ones actually matter and which ones don't. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, Let's look at it. Elmont, 39-49. Croslex, 37 against Swan Valley in just a half, and then 29 last week. Armada, 40 and 28. Uh, even Emily City had a 48 nothing win in, in week one. North Branch scored 52 in week uh, two. Uh, Yale had 56 against Annapolis and 34 against uh, Armada. you got to score some points if you want to win in the BWAC. 
And if you can hold them under 30, you're going to give yourself a pretty good chance. All right, what side do you want to start with, Armada or Croslex? Because I want to kind of break this down by looking at each team individually through their lens and how I would see it if I was a Pioneer or a Tiger. All right, well, let's start with uh, Croslex, 2-0, and 1-0 in league play. Mm-hmm. 66 points for 17 points against. And you beat uh, this team every year since 2004. Yeah, that's they, that's a big one. They've kind of been your whipping. Yeah, that even through this post. renaissance or not even rebirth, just the the birth of Armada football, that you haven't been able, they haven't been able to break through. They've had the strangle, you've had the stranglehold on them, and hasn't been very close either. I mean, in 2021, 30 to 14, 2022. 34 to 12. You've stymied their running attack and you've put up, while not gaudy numbers offensively, more than enough offensively. And hey, I have Belly Grappi. I'm going to like what I have with Belly Grappi. And Dennis, one thing that you um, have been leaning back on a lot, and I'll give you credit, you were the first one to make this comparison. What gave Armada trouble last year against Flint Hamity in the playoffs? A scrambling quarterback that can improvise. What does Croslex have? A scrambling quarterback that can improvise. Now, this Armada team looks a lot different than the team from a year ago, but it's still something that's hard for any team to stop when, all right, you've, you've covered three receivers downfield, but, oh, Gavin Espinoza has the ball and he's going to run. And even if he doesn't break off a huge gain, he gets six and now it's second and four instead of an incompletion and it being second and ten, and that changes the whole dynamic of that set of downs. Well, you know, you have to account for him. Mm-hmm. You, you have to sacrifice somebody on your defense that you have to contain Gavin Espinosa the best that you can, and that's one less guy you've got tackling belly grappy. Right. Well, especially maybe not so much in – the passing game, but definitely if they want to run like zone read and things like that. But, well, I guess I'll talk about it when we get to the Armada side. But for Croslex, and the other thing is you look at Armada and you go, they lost to Yale last week. We haven't lost. We've taken care of business. We didn't let Richmond be in a position where a lucky bounce made a difference. That when we needed to put the foot on the throat, we did. And, again, we'll fall back to it. We've had your number. We've had your number, and it doesn't matter what you do, that you can beat everyone else in the BWAC, and you have, but you're not beating us. Yeah. Two two years ago, refresh my memory, because you saw that game, the, the one that was – That was uh, the mud bowl. Yeah, and, and that game was actually competitive, and Crosslakes kind of put it away late. Yeah, I'd say they – well, it was one of those where once Crosslakes got up two scores, it kind of felt like Armada needed a couple big runs, and – Nobody was getting big runs in that game, and Armada is not designed to come from behind. Uh, and last year, I did the game up in Croswell, and it was over at halftime. Croswell came out and stomped all over them. Our Armada, it was easily their worst performance of of the season, uh, at least of games that I saw, because they were really good in all the other ones that I saw. Um, but Grappi got hurt at halftime, mm-hmm. and Crosslex didn't do anything in the second half, but Armada couldn't take – they right. were just too far down to take advantage All right, it. do you want to do this from Armada's perspective? Yeah, I mean, um, the first thing I want to point out, because a lot of people will go, well, Armada's gave up 20 to Marine City and 34 to Yale. 
Armada's got a good defense. Yes. They just faced two, and this week it'll be the third straight team. When when they start playing some of the other teams, they're going to pitch some shutouts. All right, so for Armada, <laughs> they, they lost last week to Yale. But the best way I can put it, hey, if – if the stove's hot and I tell you it's hot, or if I tell if you're a parent and you tell your kid, "Hey, you don't want that that you don't want to eat that. It won't taste good." And the kid goes, "No, I'm going to do it. I'm telling you it's not going to it's not going to taste good." And they eat it and it tastes bad, and then the kid learns it tastes bad. That might be what happened to Armada last week. Hey, as a coach, Dennis, you know, you can say you can't take a team lightly. You have to come and play every week. You can't look ahead to Crosslex. And you can say those things again and again and again. But sometimes for a team, they just have to lose a game. They have to make it hurt for them to realize what it takes to win. And I think last week could have been that week for Armada. Talk about Belly Grappi that while I don't think you're going to shut them down, you talked about their defense. I think Armada has enough athletes defensively that they can contain belly grappie and by contain i'm talking a buck 50 for only one or one touchdown to where he's not going to be on all the highlight reels at the end of the week and gavin espinoza hey i have some guys in the backfield zach dykes is back he can be my running back what am i going to do with jackson malberg maybe i'll spy him on gavin espinoza and go don't care if he makes a catch don't care if belly grappie's running do not let Gavin Espinoza make a play or one of their other very talented, fast players. Are they as fast as Gavin? No. But are they quick enough that they can force him back to the defense and let the help come? Absolutely. And also for Armada, hey, it was the last regime that stopped us. It wasn't the, the current staff. It was the guys down at Ferndale now that were the ones that stopped us. This is a whole new dynamic and a whole new ball game. We're closer to full strength than we were last week. Hey, if Zach plays the whole game, we, we might win that game against Yale, and we're going to have him all week, and he's going to be fresh and ready to go. And that's why Armada's going to win this game, and that's their perspective. Well, I, I look at it um, this way, too. What, what did Armada play last week? C plus, B minus, what, what grade would you give? Um, from a broadcaster's point of view, from a neutral party, like a B minus B, but their mistakes were all critical. Like they didn't get bailed out at all with mistakes. Um, so, yeah, if I asked the coaches, they'd probably say a C minus. So that's their grade, and I'm telling you right now, they were one making one play, one play, with all their mistakes. They were making one play from being two and zero, and us completely having a different attitude about what's going on this week. This is the clash of the century. The two undefeateds. Who's going to have a chink in the arm? One play, Brady. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in that football game, they don't fumble inside the ten in the first half. They. Recover the onside kick, or they don't they get a fourth down stop. They get a fourth down stop, or they don't you know, throw they, an interception. They, they don't blow a coverage. Yeah, you know it's they were they were that close to not losing at Yale, but they lost at Yale, and so now it's like, wow, they they lost at Yale. They're, can they're add, not as good as we thought they can were. Can I add one more factor? And this might mean nothing. And you might be listening to this and go, Brady, that's a stupid factor. They're pissed off. And 
just the way that I know that coaching staff will respond and the way I think it leans into the, hey, got to teach a kid a hot stove's hot, that that refocus them and that this is their game that they have circled in red before the season starts. This is the one. They've beaten all other seven BWAC teams. They beat North Branch last year to get them back into BWAC contention, and then North Branch helped them out by knocking Croslex off the, the mantle. They got their revenge over Almont on a goal line stand last year, but the crown jewel is Croslex still eludes them. And they get this game at home, and I just think they're going to come back with a vengeance, and I think they're going to get their best shot. Now, can Croslex absorb their best shot? They have a pretty good chance to, but I just think they're there. That's a uh, that's a game that you're going to need a few ice packs for after. Uh, I, I think this game's too close to call, and I'll be very disappointed if it doesn't come down to the last play, uh, I'm, or, or in some regard of the in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but I know it, what you're it, saying. It, if if this game is over at halftime. I'm gonna be super disappointed, and I'll be a little. If this game is over midway through the fourth quarter, I'm gonna be disappointed, and I'd be a little surprised if it what if we weren't going into the fourth quarter going at buckle up, folks. We've got a fun finish left. So, anything else on this or any other BWAC? Well, uh, not on the BWAC, but but real quick because we we got the picks coming up uh, next. Um, just some other games out there. Uh, Harbor Beach is home to Bad Axe. Uh, Ubbly travels to Marlette. That's two teams that right now are playing for first place. Well, yeah, but uh, Ubbly's but Ubbly. Ubbly is Ubbly. Uh, Sandusky's at uh, Memphis. Mooney should get better this week against Grand Cranbrook. That's my feeling. You know, they're off to the 0-2 start, but uh, I think Cranbrook is somebody that they should be able to handle at home and maybe get the wheels rolling back in the right direction for them. Yeah, GTC East doesn't have a ton of – Big name matchups. Next week we get Harbor Beach at Ubley. Yeah, they always play early in the season. I don't know if I like that or dislike that, but they always play early in the season. I don't know. That's going to be. And it's always for the damn league title. You know what? Depending on what happens this week with Marlette and Ubley, Marlette at Sandusky could be an interesting one next week, too. All right. uh, Kingston Brown City is the one game being played in eight man football in our area that is really uh, intriguing. Most of the rest of the schedule seems cut and dry, except for one other game. Caseville has a 40-something game losing streak, and uh, they're playing North Huron, who has lost their first two games 100 to nothing combined. And now Caseville's also giving up like 65 points a game. Don't care. But, but their offense has and been scoring. I don't scoring. care that Caseville's two hours away from us. I love them Eagles, and I think they're going to end it. I hope they end it, but uh, so you're you're calling your shot. Caseville finally gets they a win. They get it done. They get it done like seventy-two to sixty or something. <laughs> but um, no, the Brown City uh, Kingston game does worth us is worth us mentioning again uh, because Kingston's a program that I guess you could say is in a similar vein of like Armada or Yale, where for a long time they were. Not the also-rans, but they were just kind of there. Um, middle of the pack, and last year they finally beat Deckerville. It was, I guess a better example for that is like Marysville and Marine City. Like they finally got their rival, yeah. and they had a big year, and it looks like they're going to follow it up because they beat Akron Fairgrove 62 to nothing and 48-6 to over Oakland Christian last week. But 
Brown City looks like they've reloaded. 68 to 6 and 66 to nothing. They've outscored opponents 134 to 6. This is going to be a very interesting one. And I think this will tell us is Brown City going to be a team we're going? Should they start planning a trip to Marquette? Or are they going to have to battle to get out of the first couple rounds of the playoffs? I don't know. It's it's tough. uh, But what Brown City has done since they've become an eight-man program last season is certainly impressive. Uh, They've got to be averaging 60 points a game. Something like that. Um, And so they're tough. But Kingston's actually been pretty good for three, four, five years now. Um, and and they've always kind of been the bridesmaid. And like you said, last year they finally got by Deckerville. So, uh, you know, they're, they're a program that wants to prove that they're, they're part of the big boys and the stars. And so, again, this is a call-out week for them. Yeah, and I think this is a, I guess, a – Planning a flag moment for Brown City. Just saying, hey, we're not going anywhere. KPAC is at Atherton. Atherton is actually not horrible. I think that's a game KPAC can win, though. Yes, I do, too. I think that's a game that, that we think Deckerville is pretty darn good. This is going to be the one to really let us know where the Chiefs are. Yeah, May- Mayville kind of struggled with Atherton last week, and I kind of put KPAC and Mayville very similar to each other. And then CPS is at Ashley. They're just trying to figure it out, although Ashley did get a win last week. And Peck is at is hosting Akron Fairgrove. They're a young team that's learning every week. Yeah. All right. Anything else we missed? Uh, you mentioned Cardinal Mooney and Cranbrook. I think that's a big get-right game for Cardinal Mooney. Uh, after playing those first two teams in uh, Harbor Beach and Lutheran Seminary, don't think Cranbrook's going to look quite as intimidating. All right. Uh, St. Clair boys basketball coach Matt Distelrath will uh, sit in on the uh, picks and uh, try to uh, get the, uh, the, the guests further ahead of the, uh, the knuckleheads. We'll, we'll see how that goes in just a moment. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. 
Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball. Call 810-987-2185. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis Brady and Matt Distelrath will join us for the uh, picks uh, this week. No pressure, Coach, but Coach Fowler went 9-1 and one last week, and the guests are leading the way. Yes, they are. Before we get Matt on, a little bit of housekeeping, Dennis. Last week... We had three people get a perfect week. None of us did. Uh, as you mentioned, Brian Fowler went 9-1 and one last week. Did an amazing job. That Yale win at the end really sealed it for him. We both went 7-3, and three. and what did the people do? The people went 8-2. and two, So All right. they, after a tough first week, the people bounced back. All right, so the three people that all went 10-0, and 0, Ryan from Saginaw, Calvin from Port Huron, and would you look at it, Matt from St. Clair. I wonder if that's the same Matt from St. Clair. But, Dennis, we are actually trailing one of our listeners. With the 10-0 record, Calvin from Port Huron is now 17-3 on the year. He is in sole possession of first place where we have three guys tied at 16-4 trailing him. All right. Uh, by the way, guess 17-3 through the uh, first uh, two weeks. Brady is 16-4. I'm 15 and 5, uh, and the masses are 13 and 7. All right, well, let's not waste any more time. Let's get to the picks. Oh, yeah! And he's going to roll out looking to throw. Pressure coming from Gavin Troy, who sacks him back near midfield. I thought this was America. Huh? Isn't this America? Snap, pitch, near side Mulberg, across midfield, has a blocker to the outside, 45-40, 35-30, and he's knocked out of bounds. No! He tiptoes inbounds and taken into the house. Jackson Mulberg, I don't know how he did it. Out of the gun, Minetti looking from the 29. He's firing deep. He's got a man out there. It's Browning, and he's got it for the score. Kubiak snap, straight drop, all day to throw. Pump fake wants the deep ball, looking for Monarch, and it's caught in the corner of the end zone. 
happen to know what the proper ratio is on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> He's outrunning everyone. Belly Grappy again this time for 74 yards and the score. I want my picks back. And I want David Putney. All right, Dennis, Matt Distelrath joining us. Coach, Coach, you ready to go? You have a you have a big burden on your shoulders. Brian Fowler went nine and one, as Dennis mentioned, it puts the guests in first place. Are you ready to keep them in first place? That, that's the plan. Uh, maybe I should have been on last week where uh, where I was able to go ten and zero. Yeah, ten and zero last week, but it's all about this week. And we're going to start off with a tough one right off the bat. We're starting with some eight-man football. Kingston travels over to Brown City to play the Green Devils in a matchup of two unbeaten teams early in the year. Matt Disterath, get us started. Who wins this eight-man game? This is a tough one. Honestly, looking at it, I think I told you this, Brady. This looks like the toughest one to me. Not to mention, I don't think I've ever even watched an eight-man football game. A lot of fun. I know I'd like to. I just don't get up there not much around here. Um, I'm just going to stick with Brown City um, just because I, I know who those guys are. All right. <laughs> Dennis, who do you have? Yeah, uh, I, I looked at this. Uh, this should be uh, an entertaining game. I put the over-under at about 120. Um, For the first half. Uh, and, but I'm going to pick uh, Brown City to win like 70 to 56. Well, I didn't think we'd get a sweep, but here we are. I'm taking Brown City. They're the home team, and I don't know. They just feel like they're going to be a wagon again this year. They've dominated, but Kingston had a pretty good year last year. Give me Brown City. The people taking Brown City as well. 68% of the masses on the Green Devils. So from two 2-0 teams to a couple of winless teams, someone's getting their first win Saturday when Cranbrook comes to Cardinal Mooney, and, well, who's going to get this win, Dennis Stuckey? Someone's got to come away with win number one here. I think I said it at the end of the uh, reaction show. The best 0-2 team in the Blue Water area is Marine City Cardinal Mooney, and they get their first win this week, and probably by a lot. I have to agree with you. I think Cardinal Mooney, uh, they tested themselves early, and while they didn't pass the test, they performed pretty well in them. I think compared to Harbor Beach and compared to Lutheran Seminary, Cranbrook's going to look not quite as menacing. Give me Mooney at home. Matt Distelrath. I guess we're going to be kind of boring. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to stick with Cardinal Mooney, too. I mean, those kids, a lot of success. Football last year, basketball last year, baseball last year. I think they're going to... I think this is where they're going to start turning it around, so I'm, I'm Cardinal Mooney as well. 82% of the people picking Cardinal Mooney as well. Well, I don't know if we're going to get a, a, a split jury here. MLA City goes to Almont. The Spartans 1-1. One one. Boy, they took one on the chin last week. Almont not only hasn't lost yet, they haven't been scored on in the first eight quarters. I'll get us started. Uh, yeah, Almont, not much to say. Distal wrath. Uh, yeah, same thing. I mean, a team that hasn't given up a point yet, it's hard to pick against them. So I, I'm going to be Elmont as well. Dennis Ducky, you want to go out on a limb for us? Yeah, Elmont. <laughs> and the people take Elmont. 100% of the people are picking the Raiders. All right, let's go to Algonac and Richmond. Algonac 1-1, one one. Richmond 1-1. One one. This game being played out in Richmond. Matt Distelrath get us started. Can Richmond bounce back from the loss, or the Muskrats 
Do they steal one here in the second week of BWAC play? You no, know, I, I got to see Lip Richmond live, obviously, when they played the, the Saints in week one. Uh, their defense is tough. Uh, Coach Misco does a good job over there. Lots of good athletes. Uh, I'm going with Richmond. Dennis Stuckey. Uh, well, if Richmond plays like they did at Crosslex, they'll be rewarded, so I'm going with Richmond. I like what Algonac's doing, but they're battling a little bit of injuries, and I do think Richmond, they have an opportunity in front of them where they can win three of the next four and set themselves up for a strong end of the season. I think it starts Friday night when they host Algonac. Give me the Blue Devils, the people on Richmond as well. 92% taking the Blue Devils. All right, let's stay in the BWAC and the bell of the ball right now. The Yale Bulldogs coming off the improbable comeback win against Armada. They host North Branch. Dennis, we can't make heads or tails of North Branch. So will North Branch win this game or will the Bulldogs keep up and stay undefeated? Well, I mean, uh, I, I'm going to be very interested to see how Yale handles the bright lights. Uh, they're they're the, uh, the the talk right now. So back up the talk. I'm going to take Yale uh, to beat North Branch and prove to everybody that they belong. You know, this one is on surface. You think it should be Yale by a lot just because of what they did last week. But I just have a good feeling about this North Branch team. Not good enough to pick them. Give me Yale. But I think North Branch, don't be surprised if you see a score early where the Broncos are on top. But Yale will pull it out. Matt Distelrath. I mean, being at Yale, I mean, you, you were there last week. Yale Park's a tough place to play. Weird place to play. Co- Coach Grunman's doing a heck of a job. Um, I think he's going to keep it going, and they're going to take care of business again this week. So I'm going Yale. 41, or excuse me, 82% of the people are taking Yale to win this one as well. Still haven't differentiated on any picks. Let's see if it changes here as we move to the MAC, Marysville was supposed to host this game, and as far as I know, turf isn't quite ready, so they're going to go down to South Lake for the second straight year to take on the Cavaliers. I'll get us started. I think Marysville, they need to keep improving, and this is a game where they can. Hey, go on the road, get revenge for a game you lost a year ago, but you got to win this game. It's better than Hazel Park, but I don't think they're good enough to beat Marysville. I expect the Vikings to get a win. Give me Marysville. Coach Distorath. Um, drove by the other day. Looks like the turf's getting close at least. I know. It's it's <laughs> down. That's the frustrating part is you think you can get a game there, but it looks like they'll have to wait till week five. No, I think I think Marysville's going to keep improving. Uh, you know, I think South Lake has lost a couple athletes I've heard from from past years. So uh, I'm going to take the Vikings on the road here. Dan is stucky. I call this another must-win game for Marysville. Uh, I'm still trying to get that bad taste out of my mouth from week one, but uh, the, the Vikings rebounded nicely last week. They'll go on the road. They'll get a win at South Lake this week. All right, let's stay in the MAC, but we're going to. What the oh, people? sorry, the people, 76% with Marysville. I got to give you one of those a week. Uh, <laughs> stay in the MAC, go to the MAC Blue. This is an interesting one. The Red Hawks of Port here on high travel down to unbeaten 2 0 Warren Mott. This is a tough game to open Mac Blue play. Coach Perkins knows it. That whole team does. But is it enough for Port Huron to get a win on the road? Matt Distelrath. I feel like I've got a couple tough ones to go first. Yes, you have. It's just it was he, crazy he how it He does that. Out. He wants he to see what everybody else is doing before he picks. No, um, you know, Port Huron's got some good athletes, a lot of experience in the backfield with, with, with Amari and Gavin. So I'm going to stick with the Red Hawks. I'm glad I got that right. Yes, <laughs> yes. He's, it's a learning curve for everyone. Dennis, who do you have? Mott has barely beaten two gold teams. P. 
PH by three scores. Yeah, I tend to agree with Dennis that Port Huron Highs tested themselves a little more. I mean, East Point also a goal team, but that game could have been 70 to nothing, and they challenged themselves with Anchor Bay. Warren Mott hasn't. Port Huron High battle-tested. They're going to go down to Mott. They're going to take care of business. Give me Port Huron High. And the people agree 64% on Port Huron High as well. Let's go just a little farther to the north where Port Huron Northern welcomes in Owen to Lance Cruz North. Dennis, do the Huskies get a win here and start off league play with a W? Lance Cruz North has scored nine points this season in two uh, games. Uh yeah, Northern wins this one. Their, their defense is strong. Lons Cruz North struggles on offense. And Northern's defense made a big leap last, or offense made a big leap last week. They will continue to improve. I think home cooking is going to help Port here on Northern out a ton. They've been on the road the first couple of weeks. Being at home is going to make the difference. Port here on Northern gets a big win. I think their defense, like you said, Dennis, will be shut down. Coach Distelrath. Although I think Northern will win a basketball game too, I think this will be a closer basketball game than a football game. But, <laughs> but uh, no, Northern, Northern I think is going to start breaking in some of those new weapons a little bit more. Uh, they got some good athletes that are kind of going to new roles. So yeah, uh, the Huskies at home, I think they'll win uh, by quite a bit here on this one. All right, let's head down to e- oh people, yes, ninety-eight <laughs> percent. Sorry, it was just a big red circle. I was uh, yeah, I wasn't thinking. Uh, all right. Let's head down to East China Stadium, the battle for the bell. Marine City, 1-1. One one. St. Clair, 1-1. One one. The Saints technically the home team, so they get the near sideline, and they get to wear their blue uniforms. That's about the only difference that they will have. I'll get us started. St. Clair needs to figure it out. Uh, their offense just hasn't clicked uh, through last year into this year, and Marine City's not a team you can figure it out against. I think... The Mariners will handle their business, and they will beat St. Clair once again. Give me the Mariners. Matt Distelrath, are you going to agree with me? I think we're finally going to be different on one here. I'm um, shocked. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously, fun game. I am happy that we're on the, the home side. It's always weird sitting on the other side watching the game. Uh, but, no, I, we're, we're going to get behind our guys. I think big game from Cooper Pennywell. Um, Liam Nesbitt, we got to get him open in the backfield or in the downfield. And we'll get going on uh, the Saints in a, in a nail-biter here. All right, Dennis Ducky, break the tie. Uh, Marine City was mad last week and scored 62 points. <laughs> Are the Saints going to score 62 points this year? Wow. Uh, and I don't mean to say that as something mean. We were crunching the numbers. St. Clair is struggling on offense. I just don't see how they're going to score enough this week to beat Marine City. So I'm taking the the Mariners. The people agree 86% on Marine City. I'll be at that game, 7 o'clock kick, 6.30 pregame on stream two. Now to the big one of the week. For the third straight week, Armada's basically been in the main event. They've had a hell of a start of a season. Cross-Lex goes to Armada. Dennis, you just saw Cross-Lex beat uh, Richmond last week. We both saw Armada trip up against Yale. Dennis Stuckey, you're on the call for this one. You get us started. Who's winning this game and why? Uh, uh, I'm going to uh, say that I'm still undecided uh, and that I abstain my vote. I can give you 10 reasons why I think Croslex will win. I can give you 10 that I think Armada will win. 
this is a toss-up, so whoever gets the stop, whoever gets the turnover is going to win the game. And since Croslex is number one in my top ten, I guess I have to back up that boast and say Croslex will win. All right. You mentioned you can give ten reasons why both sides will win, and I think that's for the most part true. I think this is going to be a knockdown, dragout brawl. Armada did not play great against Yale, and their coaching staff will be the first to tell you that. Now, they a get-right week is not a good spot to be in when Croslex comes to town. But sometimes a young team needs a loss. It doesn't matter how much you tell little Johnny, hey, the stove's hot. Sometimes they have to touch the stove for them to realize it's hot. I think last week woke them up a little bit. I think it refocused them, and I think Finally, Armada gets cross Lex, gets that that monkey off their back, and they beat the Pioneers because I just don't want to bet against a focused, mad Armada team. Matt Distelrath, who do you have? This is probably the second toughest game to me to pick. And I didn't have to pick it first, so I'm glad about that. But, no, <laughs> I've gone back and forth on this one. I mean, I do know these two teams a little better than I knew the eight-man teams, but... I mean, right now, for the last couple of years, it's hard to pick against Cross-Lex in anything. Um, uh, so I think I'm going to go with the Pioneers. Uh, for the record, Coach Lance and I are tied for second. So I'll, 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 go, with him. I'll go with Coach Lance's Pioneers. Know, so this, so this is more of a, a technical pick. Knowing that that Lance is going to take the pioneers, yeah, I got to so stay. I got to stay tied with Coach Lance split. here. Yes, and speaking of Lance, thank you to Campbell Cuts is always sponsoring this, and the people are with the Pioneers, 58 percent with Croslex. It's a close one, and well, I think that's about where it needs to be. All right, Dennis, you want to recap real quick before we send it home? All right, for the for the first eight games, we everybody picked the same thing. Hmm. Brown City, Cardinal Mooney, Elmont, Richmond, Yale, Marysville, Port Huron, and Port Huron Northern. Didn't get a, a different pick until Coach took uh, the Saints against Marine City. Everybody else took Marine City, uh, and Brady went off the reservation. He's the only one that took Armada. So uh, right now the Tigers like him, and they don't like the rest of us. All right, so uh, Dennis, you'll be out there for that one. I'll be at Marine City St. Clair, and you'll also be on Saturday, what, 1 o'clock kickoff for Cardinal Mooney yep, and Cranbrook? Yep, kickoff Mooney and Cranbrook. Awesome. So, Coach, thank you so much for joining us, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk to you at some point during the basketball season. Th thanks for having me. All right, Dennis, anything else before we send it home? Uh, that is uh, about it for me, um, and uh, hopefully I'm right and you're wrong, and then the worst I can be is tied with you. <laughs> okay, sounds good. You'll hear from us uh, Saturday morning. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.